Erica. I'm Julianne. And this is Only Slightly Dead Inside, the podcast that puts the fun in functional depression. We are not doctors, trained therapists, or medically licensed in any way. Nope. 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 Anyway, hi, how are you? I'm okay. I'm pretty good, actually. How are you? I'm all right. You know. You've, you've been in like rehearsal preview, more rehearsal mode. Yes, I'm in, I'm in rehearsal tech preview land, which basically means like I come home to shove food in my face and go to sleep. Although it's not as bad as it has been on other shows because this particular contract, they can't really rehearse us a million hours because that's the way the contract works. So it's actually not been as horrifying as other rehearsal tech preview periods have been. Yay. Is that a union thing? It is a union thing. It's almost as if unions do things to protect you. It's great. Not to get immediately political, but you know. I mean, I will immediately get political. (laughs) That's that's kind of who we both are. But people know that about me. I'm like, let me tell you some things about the labor movement. (laughs) Would you like to? I proselytize about the labor movement and very little else. Well. It's also a census year, and I'm going to yell about the census all year in every episode, starting now. The census is not an option, guys. You have to do the census. Yeah. And also register to vote. Oh, my God. All you people better be registered to vote. Oh, my God. Or just double check. Just double check. Just double check. Yeah, no, that's true. Double check. I check like like once every few months. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hooray! Uh, so that's, you know, so now you know where we stand on everything pretty much just, you know, goes left from there. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Well, you had mentioned something that you were like, um, well, we talk about this a lot, but I don't know if I'm prepared to talk about it in an episode because I haven't thought about it, but too bad because now it's in my head and it's going to be the only thing I can think about until we talk about it. I was hoping maybe you had a different idea that you were gung-ho about, but I I will accept it because I I did this to myself. You did do this to yourself. So what I'd said was we mentioned the shame monster kind of frequently, but we've never delved into it I think we often say we'll talk about that in a later episode and then we just don't right so I feel like now might be later shame monster shame monster how do you define the shame monster do you define the shame monster if I had to define the shame monster I would say it's this kind of nebulous thing that creates feelings of shame I guess period because I was gonna say for no reason but there there really isn't ever a real reason I guess it's just whatever that thing that like makes you feel like you need to feel bad for something I think about it sort of like a dementor if you're not careful it's just gonna suck the life out of you Mm -hmm. you can't grab it but it's just sort of always obscuring your view it kind of tricks you into thinking it's not there whatever feelings it's created feel more real because that's it's like an imaginary what do you use an imaginary friend who's giving you feelings you know like it's i don't know Mm -hmm. does that make any sense i'm looking out my window right now and there's steam rising from a building and i'm sort of like yeah that's what the shame monster looks like it's just foggy but if that's what you're shrouded in all the time you think that that's what the world looks like yeah (laughs) yeah And I hate it so much. And I wish that it didn't permeate everything I do. I feel like the shame monster makes me scared of everything all the time. And I have said that a million times on this show. But 
I think a large part of the reason that I am terrified all the time is my specific experience as being a young child who was really severely bullied for like super arbitrary reasons. It takes a lot for me to be able to share parts of myself that I'm afraid might get made fun of for no reason whatsoever because of the shame monster. What's an example? An example of being afraid of something or trying to do something the shame monster has gotten in the way or... In a really dumb, like, oh, I read an article about this conversation that we are having. Being afraid to say, I read this thing and here is something that may or may not add to the conversation because what if it doesn't? And then, like, do I look like I'm trying to be smarter than everybody by saying, ooh, I read an article? Or am I, you know what I mean? The, the, the piles of reasons why I should not be as much of myself as I could be pile on so much that I just, I freeze. And I sometimes have a hard time starting conversations with people who I think are really interesting because the the shame monster blocks every avenue that I might have to like begin a conversation. I feel like it's the inner monologue of a small middle schooler on the first day of seventh grade just get through the day. Don't do anything to draw attention to yourself in a negative way. Find the river and like swim with the current. Your shame monster is telling you that it's protecting you in some way. Right. When in fact, what it's doing is stopping me from being the person that I actually am. It takes a long time for me to feel like you're not going to make fun of me for speaking, period. There's a a freedom to moving through the world that I don't have that I see in other people. And I'm just like, God damn it. Why do you get to be that way? I'm so jealous of that. And my own shame monster just stops me because what if, because I've had so much experience being shot down for being myself, that that's where it manifests. Tell me about yours. I feel like I just (laughs) talked forever. I feel like mine is more related to specific aspects of life where I feel that I am either succeeding or not or living up to certain expectations. I've gotten much better partly because I speak in such word salad and I have developed this almost stutter where my brain runs so fast that it I can't the words don't come out fast enough and then I just trip over everything. I'm I'm thinking really hard right now about the pace in which I'm speaking because I'm trying so hard to not do this anymore. But my friends know this and it also is not a lifelong thing. I didn't have a stutter as a child, but I just start running ahead of it. And I do it so often that I had to just start trying to forgive myself for it and just stopping and starting again in regular everyday conversation and not just when recording so that I make myself sound like a reasonable person. You are a reasonable person. That's very sweet of you to say. I don't know if I agree. The sort of day-to-day, like, I need to not say this, that, or the other thing, I feel like I embarrass myself on a regular basis. Somehow, when I turned 30, 31 or so, my level of giving a shit just totally dropped. I still give a shit, but it was so high before that it fell to a a much more reasonable level. And I am much better at letting things roll off my back, depending on who the person is. The thing that we've talked about is my day-to-day stakes in terms of how people feel about me as a person are lower than yours, given our 
current career paths because so much of what you do has to do with how people feel about you and how they're going to feel about you in a room and how they feel you personally can bring things to the role they're trying to look at you for. And and there's so many more things that are relationship-based in what you are doing. If I say something kind of dumb at work, it doesn't, it's fine. It's not really going to affect anything. It's going to make me feel stupid and I may think about it every so often, but it kind of rolls off my back. That to me feels a little more just like general embarrassment and less bigger amorphous shame monster, which to me comes in when I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Or what is the point of what I do day to day? Or how could I not have made these certain decisions yet? And it just is sort of bigger issues spiral for me in a way that probably has the same effect as your voice does. Like silencing you? Yeah. Like if I'm especially quiet on a day, it's because my shame monster has exhausted me Mm -hmm. from all of the like big things. I think through the big things in life in full every day. (laughs) And it is so tiring. (laughs) Every single day, I'm like, what if I never stopped auditioning? What if I did that instead? What if I'm actually fine with the job that I have and what's the point of this, of doing this side singing or whatever thing that I'm doing just to sort of see like, what is the point in any of that? Why haven't I decided whether or not I want children? I am 36 years old. I'm going to be 37 in a few months. What is the matter? Like all of these things. And then I think through the whole reality of, well, what would it look like if I did this? What would it look like if I did that? And I go through all of it all day long. And for me, my shame monster is the thing that tells me that I need to be figuring these things out and that I deserve whatever bad feelings I'm having about it. Ooh, that's, I mean, that's terrible. But the the shame monster telling you that you deserve the bad feelings is, I think, going to be a pretty universal shame monster thing. Mine definitely does that. Well, it wouldn't be effective if it didn't. That's true, because what it's trying to do is silence you. And um, <laughs> yeah. And I guess doing that is uh, is an effective way for it to do that. Yeah. And I wonder if some people who don't have the same sorts of issues who are listening or you know have adjacent issues might be like, well, this sounds like so depressing day to day. This sounds like a depressing day to day existence. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it it is in some level, but it's also not. And it's also not nearly the level that I was at before I was medicated. It is tolerable in a way where I can still push through and not, I mean, I still have breakdowns, but yeah, like, but you can get out of bed every day. I get out of bed every day. And I if it's a day you feel like shower most days. That, yeah. That's what I, that's not what, every literally day. what I was about to say. Most days. <laughs> yes. But I mean, sometimes you're not going outside. Dry shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> and that's no longer a function of depression. That's just a function of my almost pathological efficiency. Interesting. I think I understand what you mean, particularly on a day like today where it is so cold out. I mean, I have showered. It is inefficient for me to shower, wet my hair, dry my hair, where I could just not. Not. And I could spend that time doing something else. Sometimes the shame monster takes the form of people in your life and like how they might feel about something well I mean also because the formulation of this monster has to do with everything that made you who you are and part of that is the people who raised you totally and and that's not just your parents that's everybody who raised you that's that's the whole village 
the village that raised you. the village that raised you because even friends like we raise each other and that's the point that's what peer pressure is is people raising each other as well i don't know this is a thing that i'm working out out loud which is not a thing that i like to do I don't know. it comes from everything it like from i everything. you mentioned like bullying stuff a lot i have a vague memory of that i don't have a ton of specific instances but i have one that I can very much point to. I started going to sleepaway camp the summer after like fourth grade. They did plays and musicals. The last audition I did there, I guess I got kind of into it and I got back to my bunk and a bunch of people were like mimicking me and making fun of me. And then I just felt so like, I can't, I can't ever do that again. I can't, that's so much. And it's only one tiny thing. There's lots of other things, but that's the kind of thing that forms your shame monster. Mm-hmm. It's nothing you did on purpose. I think that's part of it is that it's nothing you did on purpose. It's just a thing. I was being me. I was trying to be the best version of me and right. I got made fun of for it. And when you get that feedback from the outside world that the things you can't control about yourself are inherently something, something that signals to other people that you are free to be made fun of. There's like a vulnerability about you. It's not the word you're looking for. Right. Like but- there's something that people find that they can exploit in a way to you know and that's like part of social bonding and everyone loves a common enemy and every that's a lot of that is so very very human and so very very the way that people bond is over something and unfortunately if not liking you is the thing that people bond over then they're gonna keep doing it back to the shame monster i wish it weren't so sneaky it's like I know it's always there. I know it's always there and I know that it's staring at me waiting for me to fuck up. But I don't know what I'm going to do to fuck up and make it like to feed it. Like I try to starve it so it goes away. But inevitably something I do feeds the shame monster and it's like, yes, thank you bag of leftover Halloween candy. <laughs> uh, and then it grows strong. I'm just trying to think of like things that I would feel shame about eating. Well, like, do you feel rewarded for doing the thing that the shame monster wants, which is to not do a thing, I guess? Do you mean, like... Does it feel better? To not do the thing? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if that's true or not. Mm. I just don't know. There's... Interpersonal relationships are different person to person, and how you behave in a group is different than how you behave one-on-one. And it's that feeling of who you are is inherently unacceptable, And the shame monster, no matter what the who you are, everything that makes you who you are, all the fundamental, all of your references, all of the things you get joy out of, all of the weird facts, you know, all of the all of the things that when you put them together in a giant pile, they make you the person you are. I feel like the shame monster spends so much time picking off each and every one of those things that makes you who you are and shows it to you and tells you why it's unacceptable and then puts it down. So like you're being chipped away at. That's the thing my therapist talks about a lot, being chipped away at and how, how you have to acknowledge what it means to be chipped away at. And so every little thing doesn't feel necessarily like it, quote unquote, should be enough to make you feel X, Y, Z. But when you look at all of those things together, of course, Of course, that's why you feel that way, because this was one thing and this was one thing and this was one thing. And you have been chipped away at and chipped away at and chipped away at until 
you feel like totally stifled and you don't know where to exist or how to exist. I don't know when the walls are closing in and then you know that there's no escape. And I feel like that's what my shame monster does is like whenever I feel like I could just enough reveal another part of myself, it gets plucked away and like shown to me. And uh, and then, you know, there's a PowerPoint presentation on why this thing is unacceptable. And then that gets thrown away. And now there's like nothing that's untouched by that. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> My version is it's not about things being unacceptable. It's about things being pointless. Although I guess it's sort of the fact that it, the pointlessness of it is so strong makes it feel like an unacceptable thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think they feed each. I think that like feeds into itself. The unacceptable is so unacceptable. It is therefore pointless and you should try to find something else to be. Mm. Yeah. And then, you should try to find something else to be. And then let me show you why that's unacceptable. And I feel like yours might be sort of the inverse of that. That's all of these things are pointless and therefore unacceptable. Like, I am unacceptable and therefore pointless, and you are pointless and therefore unacceptable. <laughs> That's That makes total sense. And it's also related to something I was talking to my therapist about this week. You are still allowed to do a thing, even if you're not trying to be the best at it. I mean, I feel like there's 10,000 articles on the cut about that. It's so counterintuitive. And there's certain things that are fine. Like, I can play tennis even though I'm not the best at it I don't care I'm not I get competitive like in the moment and then it is fine and I do not care it goes away completely there are very few other things I actually enjoy doing that fall into that category if I might be good at it I have to be better at it mm, that cuts deep <laughs> yeah it's anything that I show some sort of aptitude at if I'm not going to try to be even better at it and the best it feels like what am I doing and why can't I why can't I that's a that's a big one we've touched on that before the why can't I just fucking just fuck just fuck just my lack of self-discipline is shocking but it is also I think related to the like this is pointless right the inertia of shame yeah I have really enjoyed taking this class because having a thing that I'm working toward gives me more self-discipline. Just knowing that I'm going to be singing in front of people makes me warm up more days than not. If there is nothing happening, I'm not going to do that, even though that will 100% make me stronger. I just won't do it. There's no reason to. Then when I let myself think further along into it, that's when I get into, well, what's the point anyway? Right. Like I'm working toward this thing, but then what? Why does there need to be a then what? Why can't I just wait and see what happens? The shame monster tells me I need to have this figured out already. Right. Like it is shameful to be so unplanned and like wandery and like feelings-y about it. Right. Having feelings about something is bad. Or waiting to have the feelings to decide to make decisions feels like it's wrong. Sure. Which doesn't make sense. I'm in a sustainable position where I am. If I do nothing, like my life is still fine. So none of this makes any sense. <laughs> Except we wouldn't be talking about it if it made sense. Well, be like, here's the bow. 
yes. Counter to that, my shame monster, I don't know, you talking about warming up more days than not, my shame monster has an issue with me being in the same place as whatever the thing is that I'm doing. If I could just send myself into another room to warm up and I could be somewhere else, it would be so much easier. But because I cannot separate myself from my body, um, we have not yet come up with that technology. Like I'm, I still have to be present for the thing that I might not be uh, good at that day. And sometimes the shame of that is so overwhelming that it's hard to continue. And like, I should go to ballet class more often than I do. And it's like, if I could just send my body to a class and I didn't have to go with it, mm-hmm. that would be great. Mm-hmm. And instead I am paralyzed by the shame monster. And then I make the great joke of like, why should I pay somebody to hate myself in the mirror when I can do it at home for free? I mean, that is an <laughs> app joke for ballet class, really. So... And then I, I think about it. how dark that is, but but yeah, like but the I mean, joke. but the joke. I mean, ballet is dark. I don't know. There's just like an ease to to being a person in process, and that's you know back to last week. It's like there's an ease to being a person in process sometimes that I don't have, and that's and fuck you, shame monster. Yeah, every once in a while when I hit that note where like being in process feels nice, it's the best. It really is the best, but it feels like. I can't hold on to it because it doesn't feel legitimate. Self-awareness is good, but to a point, and then it becomes detrimental. Yeah. There's no easy way to wrap up the shame monster. I'm comfortable leaving this as an open-ended thing because we talk about it so much. I feel like we needed to actually pinpoint it a little more because we use this phrase so often. Mm -hmm. But we always say this, we don't have the answers and we are in progress people and The point of this show is to make these conversations seem less weird to people who are struggling. The point is not to give anybody answers. We just barf our hearts out and hope that it matters to someone. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think we should remind the people that they should check out your show. Oh, yes. Please come. If you are in the New York area, come see The Unsinkable Molly Brown, which has been extended now through April 5th. So um, you got very little excuse. It's at the Abrams Art Center. It is true. On the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Produced by Transport Group. All of this is true. Excellent. Come see it. I'm excited. I still need to get my tickets, but I obviously will be there. Thanks. That's great. I mean, I would be a very bad partner if I did not. I mean, you know, I give people, I feel like I give people a lot of leeway on coming to see things because it's hard to get get organized to do that. Anyway, only slightly dead inside is Julianne Bilker and Nika Lanzaroni. Our theme song, Motown Mo Problems, was composed by Joel B. New and Robbie Roselle designed our logo. Find and follow us on all the social medias by searching Slightly Dead Pod and check out our website, which is slightlydeadpod.com. Also, you can do ye olde rating and review on whatever platform you listen on that helps other people find us. Yes. Yeah. If you are in crisis or feel like you might be a danger to yourself or someone else, turn this off and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 or text Crisis Text Line at 741-741. Someone is always there to hear you and you are worth hearing. See you real soon. Bye.
I'm gonna wait. 